Yes, sir. This is Maserati West, Wes Barkley, and you're listening to the best wrestling podcast out there, Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, unless if you're a sidekick. This is Wrestling Cheers. We'd like to talk about things going on in Northeast Ohio, independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a review episode for episode four, I think that's where we're at, of AIW's Go for Broke. I am your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe to your listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers email if you so choose desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com and we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net like i said this is a review for this week's episode of aiw's go for broke and same cast every week so it's myself and we have charlie butters actually i'm going by baby sid vicious now charlie butters what's up <laughs> and we have Jay Gold. No, he, he's the gringo grappler. <laughs> Don't give away my secret identity. Anyway, uh, this is going to be a very busy week here for AIW. We have this show, and then we have Hello Cleveland on Thursday night, and then we have Friday night. Uh, what's this? Is this something you're interested in? Yeah. Uh, the official hashtags for those shows, hashtag AIW Hello I believe, and hashtag AIW interested. It's going to be fun. Cannot wait for that. And if I'm correct, we'll be, we'll all be there for both shows. Yep. Yep. So yeah, that's, um, that's going to be fun for those thinking that we're going to do a preview for those shows. We're not, uh, mainly because we don't know what's going to be on those shows. And it's really hard to speculate that. And with two shows in a row, um, with no matches announced, I'm, I'm not throwing together a preview. So this right here, these couple minutes are your preview. Or you can go to the AIW podcast because they kind of gave a preview of them. Uh, but it's also, they're not telling you any of the matches. So that's the, if you want to preview, just go to them because that's the closest you're going to get. So when we, when we have that uh, Hello Cleveland, are we going to finally do the, you know, AIW chant at the beginning like crazy? Like, are we are we going to go nuts for that first match? Oh, uh, the, the the world explodes that night on us in, inside the Odeon. I, th- I hope just the voices and the excitement is just through the roof. I think it's going to be I, I can't even imagine when the music starts, the amount of sheer joy that's going to be, you know, flying out of like one hundred and ten people or whatever it is. It's going to be insane. It really is. I, I hope it's kind of quiet. because I'm trying to take a nap there and, you know, just leave me alone. Let me take my nap. I'm going to be so tired. At least tired by Friday night. That's my big thing. Yeah, you have a rough schedule for that week. I don't envy that at all. Fucking work Thursday. Go straight to the Odeon. Go home. Get some sleep. Wake up. Go to work. Go straight from work to the Odeon. Go home. Get some sleep. Go to work on Saturday. And then go home. Ugh, can't wait for Sunday. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's been a year plus in the making. It's worth it this time. For me, it's going to be that Saturday, like how drained I'm going to be. And I still have to work one more day, but then I get to yeah, come I'll be back. I'll be back on the road for six and a half hours Saturday morning. But then I get to come home and watch uh, the life of Jeff Cannonball on oh, IWTV. Is that, is that debuting on, on Saturday? Yeah, May 1st. Nice. I'm really looking forward to that. I think me and my, my fiance are going to sit down and watch that one because she loves Tara Calloway. So 
why not just sit down and watch it together? I think it's going to be great. Absolutely. And uh, what what else is next on IWTV, uh, Charlie? <laughs> uh, what do you want for tomorrow? <laughs> what are you looking for? I'll tell you. I'll probably tell you. You didn't have a podcast this week. A regular podcast. Uh, well, no. Uh, we, did, we did the, uh, yeah, didn't have a regular review this week. We we had Commander Mandan on, so. All right, let's uh, let's get to this Go For Broke episode. Charlie Butters, how do we start off? All right, got our usual recap, and then our leaderboard. And, and what, what, had, what was that leaderboard? I didn't write down every single person <laughs> on the leaderboard, dude. That's, now you're getting ridiculous. We know that the Duke and Eric Taylor are at top with 1,500 Biggins bucks. And then there's like 10 people that have 1,000. And then you got Mikey Montgomery with 500 bucks. And and suspiciously, or maybe not suspiciously, but 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 missing is Marino Tenaglia and Philly Collins. Two other guys who have two biggest names on that are not on the leaderboard with no money. Just keep that in mind as we go along. Yeah, that'll be uh, something we'll definitely we'll, we'll tap into here shortly, but we'll get to, to towards the end of the episode. All right, what what was after the leaderboard? We had a Wes Barkley vignette. Now, Wes Barkley, I wrote down he is, you know, the perfect blend of Bobby Heenan and, and Jimmy Hart and several big talkers. He is by far the best talker in AIW. Um, it just cements it. Every time you see him, he's very natural. Um, it just, it just kind of flows out of him. And that's, that's really cool to see. Uh, and, and, you know, the vignette just kind of cemented the fact that this guy, I mean, he's young, this kid can talk and he can talk with the best of them. And I, I, I look forward to when they, they give a microphone to him. So that was an entertaining vignette and, and a good look at him. Is he the best talker in AIW? In, in my opinion, yes. I mean, he's lucky that, you know, guys like MJF and, uh, Eddie Kingston are have moved down to Jacksonville, and I don't know if we want to consider Josh Prohibition part of the roster because I don't think he's on the active roster on the website. But at the same time, uh, I, I, it, I mean, current current guys. I mean, there's nobody who's better than him. That's where I was kind of like walking the line with J Pro because it's like, is he current? Is he not current? Questionable status. So taking those three off the board. Yeah, I don't know any anybody who I could throw. Uh, one person. There's one person who might be better. And Josh, he's your favorite on these episodes. Who the Duke? Yeah, the Duke. The Duke is the Duke tonight was was masterful with the mic, so to speak. He was he was masterful riffing and in that Seinfeld bebopping and scatting all over everybody. He was <laughs> he was he was everywhere. Duke is uh, Duke is in another class. But yeah, it's it's those two. Like, I can't think of anybody else who who comes close. I mean, uh, Brian Carson comes off very natural. You know, he talks. He's he's very his his voice is very smooth, and his lines come out really like his everything he says comes out really smoothly. Um, but that would be he'd be you know next level. There's nobody up there with with Wes and Duke in that level. We'll get to uh, Brian Carson here shortly. Butters, uh, what are your what are your thoughts on all that? It was uh, it was fun to kind of get that little um, preview of him again. Uh, yeah, for best talker, probably M. Duke. I could see. Um, I don't know. I feel like that there's there definitely was a lot of people that you could put in that same realm that really aren't there now that have moved on. So I mean, yeah, he's probably definitely one of the top. You know, definitely in the top three talkers. So. Yeah, I think that's fair. I'm I'm wondering if anybody's going to respond back or whether uh, they either they think them themselves like a wrestler says it or whether just, you know, a listener says like, hey, like, what about this person? I'm like, oh, shit. Why? How did I forget that person? I mean, if we really want to break it down, I mean, Kaplan was really good tonight. So, I mean, he could potentially be the number <laughs> one, but just saying. Kaplan was impressive. Theme of this episode already. We'll we'll talk about Kaplan later. <laughs> um. Who else though? PB. PB has had some really good stuff uh, in these backstage segments um, and stuff like that so far. I think PB is definitely underrated as a talker. Now that I think about it, we'll get to PB later. <laughs> Just answering your question. I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> there's this 
there's this thing about Wes where he, he can be just very, very smooth. I know when I had him, you know, here in this office and I was interviewing him, there was just something with how quick on his feet he was on like certain answers and just like certain like things he would say. Like, I would think like, are you coming up with that off the top of your head or whatnot? Just and like getting to see a little bit, uh, a little bit more raw of that moment, like in uh, the vignette style. I thought it was pretty cool, but again, it's, it's, it's like what I, what I've said about like these vignettes and you know, AIW is I pretty much like every wrestler. So what you're going to do is you're going to make me like them even more. And I, that was, that was done with Wes. Yeah. That's what, that's what week we say it is what separates the show from other, you know, other, these, these indie shows that are on IWTV is that this one is made like a television show. They're going to get you. You're going to learn the characters. You're going to learn their personalities. You're going to make your picks based on what you feel like after you see them. Um, and then you're going to get your wrestling mixed in. So it's a, it's, it's such a good, unique concept for IWTV. I think, I think it's, it's the most different, uh, uh, show out of all of the IWTV lineup. And so it, it does lend itself for us to, to do deep dives like this because we get a chance to see these characters. And we can't forget one thing. The show did not have a late start this week. I was All madness didn't go over this week. <laughs> no, I was so happy. So happy about that because uh, I, I was just about to sit down and turn on IWTV and I got a notification on my phone like from IWTV like, oh, you know, uh, go for broke's about to start. I'm like, mm-hmm, sure. I've, I've, I've heard that before. And then I turn it on and it's like, oh, here's like a, a show going over. Great. So now I got to watch ACH in the main event. Okay. Which I like ACH, but I want my go for broke to start. So when I turned it on and it was, and it was the, uh, the IWTV advertisements, I was like, all right, cool. Good. <laughs> Good. And then like, I think I like, according to my watch, like right around 10 one, we start the show. And I'm like, awesome. We're, we're going good. <laughs> this is, this is something I like seeing. Yeah, just uh, ACH laying on the mat for, you know, forever for the main event every time. <laughs> that, he's a real, real aerial flyer, that guy. Always just laying on his back on the mat. <laughs> Somehow he wins. All right. So after, after the vignette, we went into our first match, which was Wes Barkley versus Marino Tenaglia. So this is you know, Wes Barkley's first real match, not counting that, uh, the mass marauder in week one. So how'd you guys feel about this match? Well, I, I have, uh, the, my, my original thought and I put it on Twitter was that it, 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 so they're the two best tag teams, uh, in, in my view, you have, it doesn't matter that you have 40 acres. It doesn't matter that you have the Bitcoin boys. When you have the world champ, when you have the AIW champ and, and, you know, you have Wes, the, the world champ automatically makes them the best tag team. And then you have the best tag team in all of AIW with PME. So it really felt like those Saturday morning superstars where you get one member of the champions versus one member of the challengers. And it feels huge. You get, you know, beefcake and Valentine versus the Bulldogs. You get, you know, sometimes you had. The Killer Bees won. Jim Brunzel would go up against, you know, uh, somebody from Strike Force. You have, you know, it was just, it was just a big time, big feel match to start off the show, and they kind of, um, they kind of uh, took me by surprise by doing it in this. I thought maybe that would be a main event, but they did it to open the show, and and Thorne said combustible elements in this match, and I wrote. This is exactly how I thought a match like this should go. These are the two top talents. Um, uh, you know, I know how Marino wrestles. I love how he wrestles. He's great. I haven't seen Wes spread his wings like this. Um, and he, you know, without him kind of, you know, needing something in the ring or, you know, lots of stuff going on around the match. The two of them wrestled a really technical, really good match and solidified the fact that they're the two best tag teams. And so the two competitors out of those tag teams are going to have a great match together. And regardless of the uh, outcome, which, you know, I was upset that Marino lost again. Um, the match went exactly like I sh it should go. And it was a great match. And it was very entertaining for, I think it was, I, I we don't, I don't know if we have Jayhawk's time sponsor Jayhawk, but uh, uh, 
we had, you know, maybe four to six minutes that match went. It was great. It was great for what it was. Unfortunately, our friend at Ref Jayhawk, you can follow him on Twitter at Ref Jayhawk, was not able to get us times this evening. So we do we do not have that information to share with you. I think it was longer than, than that. Even I think it was it was probably like a twelve minute match. It was, it was pretty long. Uh, it was. I mean, yeah, like you got to see both guys really kind of uh, lay out their arsenal. Um, I don't know. I felt like it was too long personally. I mean, it was, you know, I don't know. I felt like it kind of dragged for some reason, but other than that, I mean, I liked, uh, there were, there were certain parts of it that I really enjoyed that, uh, they had some good like sequences and stuff. So, and, and seeing Bishop like stalk the ringside and Philly (laughs) on the other side, like Bishop with the belts around his waist and the jeans, just literally stalking the ring and, and Philly not backing down, you know, which is the way it should be. Philly's the tag champ. What does he have to prove? And Bishop's the champ. So the two of them should collide and they shouldn't and Philly shouldn't, you know, you don't need a coward in this match. You need the the two top teams. So they should be acting like top guys. And that's how they acted. And I was honestly, I was really impressed with Wes. I I have not seen him do anything like that before. Technically, it was a smooth match. I mean, both those guys, every move looked really good, really smooth. And I was very impressed. So, you know, what a great way to kick off, you know, the next episode get eyes to the product by showing your tag champs and your, you know, your, your champ and, and his, his tag partner. It was just, it was great all around. I think it was about a 12 or 13 minute match just going by the tweets that I sent out of, you know, before and after right around like 12, 13 minutes. Cause I got to figure there's a little bit of delay of maybe me tweeting. So right around there. Makes sense. It was, uh, you know, Wes Barkley getting a little bit of assistance from uh, Joshua Bishop to get the pin over Marino Tanglia. Exactly how it should have went. I'm not, again, not happy Marino lost again, but if Wes was going to win, you got to have some sort of, you know, dust up and some sort of ref interference or back turn. Uh, um, you know, make sure you remember that Wes is the, you know, the opportunist, the ultimate opportunist. And uh, I like that. I thought it, I thought it ended the proper way. All right, uh, Charlie Butters, what was next? Is this where you have the Time Capsule Toy segment commercial? That's where I have or it written that? written down. It was between that and like the next segment that I had. I got them later, so I couldn't remember what order, but I want to say right after the match, it might have been Time Capsule Toys or maybe it was after the backstage segment. I can't remember. Yeah, sort of flip-flop something. It, it was there. There, there. there was Time Capsule Toys from Gerard, Ohio. Check them out. Sell them your toys. And come to Toy Ohio. It's going, yes. it's going to be a major takeover. Okay, so we had Rip City backstage celebrating uh, and talking shit to PM and Pretty Boy Smooth interrupts. And obviously, you no know, Wes is going to talk his shit, but PB says that uh, he doesn't talk to sidekicks. And then he called Bishop Baby Sid Vicious. I popped for the I don't talk to sidekicks. <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. He really, he really minimized West there. That was, I mean, that's, that's how you do it. You want to go right for the champ. You go for the biggest guy in the room. And he, uh, he pushed, he basically pie faced West verbally, uh, went after, went after Bishop. And that's, that's going to be interesting when that match does happen again. Maybe it happens after the tournament or during, I mean, they've been, they've been throwing out matches left and right. You know, you never know what could happen. They could have a non-title, you know, leading up to something. So. I think uh, I think we should keep our eyes open. There's a lot of episodes to go. Josh, I was leading to the fact that like maybe PB wins, and then he challenges Josh for the title, and then he becomes oh I was champion uh, again. That's what I was leading to. I was glossing over that because he is not my pick to win. (laughs) He's not my pick to win either. I'm just I'm just giving an example. Oh, I I get it. I see where we're going with that. (laughs) You're just falling apart today. It's a busy week. We're all fired up. We have a lot, a lot of shows to take. This is true. Focus is not where it needs to be. We are we're amped about other things. All right. And then after the backstage segment, we went into our next match. PB Smooth versus the Gringo Grappler. Double G. Gringo. That, I, all I have here for my notes for that match was yikes. He just, he just took a beating and, uh, he almost, I think he almost put him through the mat and his, and just almost smushed him because that was all basically we got out of old Gringo Grappler. 
This match and another match, I I really want to know Jared's times on because this was about a minute, maybe two. Very short. Mm-hmm. Very short. Your thoughts on this match, Charlie? Gotta have the squash matches, man. I like the squash matches. Definitely keeps things interesting. Keep the scoreboard running. Get some guys some money so you know they're still really in there. Uh, the squash, squash matches are, are super important, I think. I, I, I uh, Especially for the big dudes. The big guys should should have those type of matches. The the smaller guys like a, a, maybe a Marino or a Trey Lamar or an Artie Mack or one of those guys, they don't really need uh, – they're not going to have those type of squashes. But, you know, a PB, a, a Bishop, even – I mean, Wes, yeah, whatever. But, you know, those guys need – people just to crush to to you know kind of build up their power so i, I like that i think it's it's always that that the show it, it just gives you a quick look you know who's coming you know how they're building them and then you you kind of move on so basically pretty boy smooth made very easy work of the gringo grappler uh let's uh let's move on what happened next butters we got a brian definitely a, a good look at brian carson i i didn't know much about him um, I like, again, I like him. I like him talking. He just sounds, you know, he, he, he just is polished. Uh, he's done commentary for AIW. So it, it, I like him talking. I think, um, I think he can be, he's a good foil and the, the match that he has, he was had waiting with the Duke was definitely two guys who can both, you know, talk it to make it sound big. Um, so, you know, the, the vignette was a perfect way to, uh, expand a little bit on him after showing him last week. Yeah, he even uh, kind of alluded to like his match at the very end, like going into the match. So like it, it definitely, uh, it definitely felt like with these vignettes this week, they they really put more of a and now the match, and they were in like the next match, which was uh, kind of cool instead of just having like a random throughout the show, and then you know maybe a match later on, maybe not. Uh, they kind of seemed like anytime we had a vignette of somebody, it was their match was next. So Mm -hmm. I kind of like it when the vignettes happen and then it's that their matches later on, especially if it's like the main event. Yeah. I think, I think that hype works, but I think this is, this was more of like, uh, you know, you saw him last week. So here's, here's some more information on him, And then we're going to have him, you know, come out. And I think it, it, it didn't, the vignette wasn't set up in a way that you're supposed to look at him as like, here comes, the main event you're you're supposed to learn about him um understand what was going on refresh your memory from who he was from last week and then you know uh transition right into this uh uh critical gambling match between the duke and and brian carson yeah like i kind of i can kind of see that there's something with uh having those vignettes and then being like them being part of the main event i think help helps build of what the main event actually is mm-hmm. because uh, I think I could tell by your your tweets, Josh. You didn't know what the main event was. I mean, none of us did, but th- there has been a certain format, and I felt like they mm-hmm. they broke outside of that format this week just a little bit because I think every week there's been four matches. I think this week there's more. There, I feel like there's a lot more. I'm looking at this list of how many matches they Five. had. I feel like I feel like there were about six six matches tonight, and and three of them at least were main event quality. I mean. You know, the the opening match was main event quality. Um, and then we'll get to the others, but at least, you know, this is these are these were um these you know, even this Duke and, and Carson match that was coming on, that could have ended the show also because it had consequences. So you have a big main event where there's, you know, you the first time you get to see somebody gambling their money, and uh that match could have been fit right into the main event also. So I mean there were there were several high quality, high caliber uh, top class matches that were on tonight with stories behind them that really worked well. Yeah, that, I mean that's just one reason I think the uh, vignette works to help hype up the main event because I think mainly because like that's what did what we have in week one of like well here's Marino and here's Dom and then like boom main event you know Marino and Dom. Uh, I mean I agree with you. I think I think though they need to be able to get these in there for the other you know the yeah. other guys just so that you know everybody. You still have to learn about them and you still need to use the vignettes in two. They, they use them in two or three different ways. They use them to introduce new talent. They use them to hype up main events and they use them to keep the storyline going. So I think, um, you know, with this one, it was 
don't forget who he was, Brian Carson, you know, don't forget, you know, this guy's coming. And, the, and, and, you know, he had a match, he has a match tonight with Duke and Duke doesn't need any more of those vignettes. You just need to kind of refresh yourself on who his opponent is on the show every week. So, you know, I think that's how this one worked. And then you saw something, um, you know, you saw a few other things later on in the night, but, but for the, for this purpose, it, it, it worked. So I think that if we had like a, a normal formatted show where like we had the entire AIW roster on hand, the uh, vignettes would work for to hype up the main event because I, I like that concept. However, with the limited people we have, the core group of people we're going to be interacting with on the show, not everybody's going to be a main event match. So they're not going to get those vignettes unless they have these smaller ones throughout the show where it's like, okay, here's this. And it leads into the match breaking from the, the normal format. So I, I like, I like both versions. I understand why they did that. Um, but yeah, I, I personally, I prefer the hype towards the main event. So, but yeah, like I, I get both sides of that argument. Yeah. It's, it's a more traditionalist style. I know I dig what you guys are saying. I, 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 I can understand. I just, I think, you know, you, even if you watch superstars on Saturday morning, or if you watch, you know, even like tonight on NXT, they had some vignette in the middle for something. Sometimes you just need them to get people's mind right, you know, on the talent. So I think that's what some of these were used for less about hyping main events tonight and more about, you know, keeping guys top of mind. So, I, so they can work both ways. Um, a more traditional, you know, my way, you know, WrestleMania, type of vignette hype for the main events that works really well when we're getting to a goal as we get closer let's say to uh uh, the biggins tournament um but i think for now these are going to be very uh handy to keep the viewers and even you know some of the older viewers um keep these guys top of mind to us so that we're ready for when they do come out all right and then we got into brian carson's match Brian Carson versus the Duke. This was a match that was hyped up from last week. And I I mean, I thought it was going to be the main event for this week, but it's not, which is fine. It's fine. So we have Brian Carson putting his a thousand biggins bucks on the line versus the Duke. Who's putting up his 1500, not 2000 biggins bucks on the line. And also regular, regular rules apply. So if you win, you get a thousand. So if the Duke wins, he comes out $2,000 richer. And if Brian Carson wins, he comes out $2,500 richer. How'd you guys feel about this match? Yeah, this was, this was a classic bad guy versus bad guy, but I will say the Bitcoin boys are really, really growing on me. Um, they look ridiculous tonight. Mikey's sweater was, was absurd, but they they scurried about and caused all sorts of trouble for Brian Carson. Um, and I, I, I you said it, Justin, in the preview. You know, when you have a group, you're probably better off when you if you align with somebody, if you have a common goal in mind. And uh, Duke managed to, you know, managing the Bitcoin boys, having them at his side for every match, them all together. Um, they're a problem. They are turning into a gigantic problem for everybody. And uh, Duke is steamrolling his way through these shows. Um, but, yeah, I was I was super impressed with uh, with the Bitcoin boys on the outside. And the match was good. I mean, you know, it was really clean again. I, I'm I become more and more impressed with Duke's wrestling ability. I'm stunned that he doesn't do any more of it. I know he's he's, you know, in the twilight of his career, so to speak. But, you know, he uh, he you know, the Duke bomb was good. And, and you know, there was a bunch of different um a bunch of different good spots in there. And, and, you know, unfortunately for old Brian Carson, he, he took the pinfall, um, with a lot of trickery and whatnot, but, uh, a good match really, you know, entertaining for what it needed to be and a good way to introduce us into ways that guys are going to, um, you know, uh, wisely or unwisely gamble their money. How about you butters? I'll tell you what, man, watching Brian Carson wrestle, it was like watching a young Brett, the Hitman Hart out there. Uh, and he he even put on the sharpshooter. It's amazing. And uh, I have it on good authority though that Mikey did borrow that sweater from Ed because I didn't want Mikey to be cold when they were recording. So uh, that definitely happened. Um, 
yeah, there's yeah, I, there was tons of interference in this match. Uh, I, I liked. Uh, I feel like I've seen this happen before, and I can't remember where I saw it, but I really enjoyed it. Like it, it made me laugh when it was happening. Like just like the the giant chop with the flip flop to the back, like with the slide. Just like why it was it was great. It's funny. They threw that boot around a bunch in this match. That boot that never had so much use. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag defend the boot. I think that's something we need to really get on. I, I want the boot defended, and I want the host division to be a legitimate thing. I, I swear it could happen, and it could be amazing. And we can have a show called 305 Live. Every match lasts is two and a half minutes. <laughs> I think I, I think I'm borrowing that from uh, Stacy. I think he was always the one that said uh, three. I know he wanted like a Haas tournament, and I want to say there might have been something about their three hundred five. It's a lofty goal to get a bunch of three hundred five and up. I mean, I I don't know if we can do three hundred five, but like just a Haas tournament or something like two sixty five, two sixty five, like UFC weight classes, two sixty five, and 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 give or take above a little bit. I think you got your Haas tournament. Or or what we need to do is we need to get. Uh, the the boar Haas tournament where the boar has to redeem uh not redeem you but he has to say whether you're Haas or not he has you have to go through his approval a Haas judging yes <laughs> how would you feel about that butters considering that Justin you and I would probably end up in that tournament somehow <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm not okay with it and I mean. I wonder if we're gonna see now. Now that you bring you bring up the boar, maybe we'll see him this week. That's just think, just still thinking about this week coming up. Excited. There's a lot of people I want to see, but I don't know whether I'm gonna see them. We well, got two days, so let's hope. Let's hope they're there one of the days. I'm just hoping we break the curse. We break the curse. I'll be <laughs> dude. You're gonna be there. Ethan Page isn't showing up. I tweeted at him. I tweeted at him that, you know, the curse has to be broken. And I, I tweeted him a picture of Ethan Page. So we'll see if it happens. We can we can break the curse this year. Did you at Tony Khan? Tell you what, if we break the curse this year, that means Cleveland's going to the Super Bowl this year. That, that's <laughs> I'm betting on. we can break the curse with Ethan Page and I being at the Odeon at the same time. Cleveland's going to the Super Bowl. I'll tell you that right now. I mean, you should, you should run that by me. I, I That doesn't sound very uh uh exciting in my book <laughs> what do i get out of this you get ethan page and you in the in the odeon and it's the cleveland browns in the super bowl and the jets what do nothing again come on now you guys are killing me i mean that's what's gonna happen for, for you regardless but. yes i get it <laughs> i mean you get ethan page in the odeon as well i mean tell me that's exciting you get a high draft pick lovely lovely they're picking what does it two two yeah so uh you could go uh, go celebrate with the, with the team and everything because you'll be in Cleveland. I know, I know. I've been thinking about that. I, I don't think I've been any less interested in the draft because I'm going to be inside of the audience. So I just don't even care. I don't think I've been less interested in a draft because my team's not total shit. Like normally, I try nice to. The I, team's not bad. It's nice to actually have a team that can you know sustainable. I try to sit down and watch, or depending, like listen to the draft. This will be the first year I don't do any of it, but at the same time, like the Browns aren't aren't in a position where I have to really worry about it. Like they're just gonna stock up on fucking draft picks, like and not getting draft picks, but they're gonna just get add some good draft picks to the team. That's it, and it seems like they're headed in the right direction. But we'll yeah, we'll see how that forms come September. My streak alive of not giving a shit about the draft, so. Uh, any more on Brian Carson and the Duke? It was uh, the Duke getting the pin on Brian Carson. What happened next, Butters? So we get the uh, the Duke backstage looking to collect. Uh, he goes into the green room uh, where we see Kaplan and Dom sitting on the couch and Marino sitting there. Uh, Dom kind of has words with Duke and then leaves. And uh, Duke uh, goes on looking for Brian. Duke riffing on Dom gave him a little bit of a gave him a little bit of a, a a ribbon there. Told him to go submit his water bottle as he was leaving. I'm surprised Dom didn't turn around and choke him out. Uh, I think the guys in the uh, green room are being a little bit uh, too 
kind to Duke. He comes in, he runs them down every week. There's like eight of them in there. Kaplan was in there. Tuan was in there. Marino was in there. Dom. They just beat him up. I don't know what they're waiting for, but, uh, um, you know, they let him kind of rant on him. And then, uh, that, that led to, to the next match. But, you know, these guys need to start standing up for themselves a little bit. Can't let the Duke just run rough shot all over the whole show, even though I love it. I think I see that. I feel like, uh, you know, he's, he's making more and more enemies as every episode goes on. Eventually, uh, he's gonna cross the wrong person. And then, you know, maybe all those other people looks for help are just not going to be there when he needs them so that, that wrestling term the heel has to get his comeuppance we got to see duke get his comeuppance it'll be glorious well then then we uh we had another match dominic Garini versus arthur mick arthur student versus teacher and a big time match to go with it i mean that's that's another huge two two you know dom is a star and Artie's a star on his way up and, uh, um, you know, that, that uh, as I said, there were lots of like, you know, high caliber, top class matchups tonight. And uh, this one really cemented Dom as just a beast. He's just as an animal. You know, he came out and just no nonsense and and already did his thing. Um, Butters, I'm, I'm truly convinced each week more and more that he is just a lunatic. <laughs> um, he comes out and he does his squats in the ring. He does that. He. He he does his you know his dive through the ropes where he just walks out and does like a a trust fall into a into a choke. I mean, come on, Artie! Only a crazy person is going to turn his back on a jujitsu guy, and and Dom just hangs him for a good four seconds. Um, and uh, and and just top quality on both guys. They they it was a bang. You know they they banged each other pretty hard as far as you know big chops, big blows. You know I think Dom slapped the soul out of Artie when he was on the top rope to put him into the muscle buster. But, uh, you know, that th- this was a, this was a, a big time match that you could have seen at a show and you'd be super excited to see these guys walk out against each other. So, um, you know, good, good on, on AIW for putting out something so match heavy tonight that were so many top matches. I thought it was really interesting. Uh, commentary during this, what was very, very interesting. Uh, Thorne actually mentioned like how Arthur um, kept spending time like jawjacking with the crowd and like being a character and how it was difficult for him to be a character in that setting when there's no crowd uh, mm-hmm. little there was, which is interesting because we talked about that on IWTV guide uh, during our Southern underground pro review. So I thought that was really interesting that that kind of got brought up. Um, that was kind of cool uh, that we definitely, could see the comparisons there and then also uh john thorne i agreed with uh, at one point when he mentioned that uh when Artie did that trust fall and dom put him in the choke that he should have just choked him out and then got the count out win because that's what i would have done i actually was hoping that's what was going to happen because i thought that would have been way cooler than uh anything else but then we got a muscle buster which was even cooler but still like that would have been really funny for him to do the trust fall get choked out left laying on the ground and Dom get the count out win. That'd have been kind of cool. That was a big time muscle buster too. I, was, I, don't, I don't remember the last time Dom did that, but uh, that was, that was big time. He he had to pick a big man off that top rope and, and drop him and Dom dropped him square. And, and I like the touch. Artie Mack was just like quivering at the end. He was just like, you know, convulsing from the beating he took. And you even heard Wadsworth, I think said, Oh, I think Artie has like a neck injury or whatever. That was a sick, you know, Dom really, really put a beating on him at the end there. So, uh, well, I guess I, we know which version of Artie we're going to get. Because uh, <laughs> <after laughs> I'm telling you, he has split personalities at this point. We're going to get to it. But, damn yeah. it, I, I'm, I'm on to something here. I feel it. I think you are. I do think you are. I think we're getting closer to exposing him. <laughs> and I was going to say, too, both of these uh, match participants, recent guests on IWTV Guide. That is very, very true. I was going to say, which one were you rooting for? But I, I realize you interviewed one and Jared Jayhawk Hawkins at Ref Jayhawk on Twitter. He he interviewed <laughs> Arthur MacArthur. That is correct. He did. Uh, yeah, go Artie's been making the rounds. He's been on a lot of podcasts lately. And uh, he's also picked up a loss. It was Dominic Greeny getting the victory. That's Artie's second loss. He lost to uh, TKD. 
And now he loses to Dom. He is not on the board yet as well. He has taken blows to the head out of the neck. <laughs> After this match, they said there might have been an injury. He was twitching. Yep. He was changing characters. His mind was switching over. Time traveling. He was coming back to us. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's what it was. His brain was coming back from uh, wherever to... Wherever it is that he wears that bowler and the fur leopard skin, he was coming back from it. It's like, I got to go. I got to go, everyone. I'll be back later. Uh, well, it's like uh, Quantum Leap. He just keeps right. leaping back and bodies. <laughs> Maybe that's what he is. Maybe. He's Scott Bakula. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're so close to figuring it out, man. We're so close, Jake Old. We, we will. Maybe we can ask him when we see him. All right, Butters, what happened next? Uh, we got uh, Brian Carson backstage, uh, very upset that uh, he lost. Duke shows up. Uh, he tells Duke he's not going to pay him, and uh, he tries to leave, but the Bitcoin boys cut him off. Again, Mikey is wearing the sweater that Ed gave him, and they have some weapons. This uh, Carson ends up paying up, and uh, yeah, so Duke now has lots of money. But don't sleep on Duke's uh, uh, Warriors reference where he was yelling, Carson, come out and pay a. I love yes. that. <laughs> he, he had some very good one. Like, I, I don't have enough time to write all this, this stuff down, but he had that. And then he also, like, basically told Carson, like, don't be the person, like, that you, uh, something about, like, don't be the person that you're, you are, like, be the person that I think you want to be or something like that to pay him up. Yes. That's some yeah. good lines. So Duke is Duke is running running it. He's running things. He's the MVP. He certainly is. And uh, uh, Carson, you know, I, I think they also gave you a little uh, Easter egg because uh, Carson was like, "I'm not paying you." You know, you did it. You guys, you know, did it illegally. And then was it Duke or I think it was Mikey who was like, "That's the rules. You put the money. You put it up, and and there's no, you know, there's no, there's no rules on the match. Uh, how you lose? If you lose, you lose." And uh, I think that was a good. A good way to set that up, knowing, hey, you're gonna whatever you do, you're the if you enter into this contract to, to do something, Biggins buck and lose, you're either gonna lose your money or the other guy is gonna win the money no matter what, or you're gonna lose whatever you had or someone could steal it. So there's not money much ramification that there could be for cheating in a match. As long as you win, you're gonna get the bucks, and when the time runs out, whoever has them, that's it. So Brian Carson really, there was like a moment where he kind of realized what he did. And then he paid up. And I think that was kind of cool, uh, a cool little nugget there to like think about. Like guys are going to do things like this and and really need to understand the consequences of putting their money up, um, you know, against other people. You know, there is no there is no way to recoup that. You're going to lose it and then you're going to have to try to build up your money again. I kind of want to see somebody bet their money now and not pay up. See, I thought that might have happened. And then they had the Bitcoin boys come in from behind him. Um, but there definitely has to be some sort of, you know, a transaction where somebody snags their money and runs off with it. Or, uh, you know, you left your, 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 you, you know, maybe Duke left his money in his boot and somebody found it sitting in the, you know, in the locker room and they, they pulled out a few bucks, you know, something like that has to happen because, uh, you know, they, they make it known every week. You're responsible for keeping your own money and your own numbers. So, um, you know, we, we should get ready to see things like that. This was just a nice little taste of what could come. So that segment didn't end with just that the Duke and the Bitcoin boys are walking away after that. Uh, they run into PME. Uh, they go back and forth a little bit. Uh, you know, obviously PME offers the titles at first. Uh, but then we end up with a tag match next week where if the Bitcoin boys win, they get a guaranteed tag team title shot. So you're you're basically making your own matches. That's what Go for Broke is. The guys are together ways. They're they're all trying to get matches so that they can get money. So I love the fact that you didn't need, you know, you didn't have to hear Philly go like, oh, we'll check with AIW management, or you know, John Thorne needs to make this match happen. I love the fact that these guys are making matches. And as Steve Guy says in the beginning with the rules and what they what they put out with the rules all the time is that. You have to fight as many times as you can to try to get as much money as you possibly can. So PME could sit there and be like, you know what? You guys take this off. We're going to go do this next week. You know, someone's going to win money. And, um, you know, if you guys win, you'll get a tag shot. 
you know, what's there to lose in this situation. And that's, that's, you know, the perfect way to run it. These guys are trying to get as many matches under their belts so that they can win money um, as they can. So I like the fact that, you know, PME is not afraid and they'll go right ahead and book a match like that. I mean, if they, if they needed approval, technically, you know, commentary has the owner and the president, but I don't know that when you, when you throw in like the whole uh, logic of who's running it or who's making the matches, then like wrestling can get really weird. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. And uh, let's move on to our next match. We had the production versus Frankie Flynn and Razor Sharp. And this match, I wish Jared was uh, I mean, keeping time on because I want to know the official time. I mean, oh boy. I mean, that was, uh, <laughs> that match got away from old Frankie and Razor quickly, didn't it? 23 <laughs> seconds, I'm going to guess, if that. I mean, Ziggy pushed for Razor into Frankie. Frankie falls out of the ring. Razor's on the ground, and then Derek unleashes a angelic from the heavens second rope moonsault, where he kind of hung up there for a second and said hello into the camera, turned around and landed squash on old Razor, and uh, that was that. Um, quick thousand bucks to oh no five hundred to each uh, participant. Now Ziggy's on the board. Um, Summers, I think he'll be happy about that, and uh, and I'm happy that Derek is going to climb up a little more and. And unfortunately, Frankie and uh, and Razor don't don't crack the, uh, the the this week. But um, Derek really did just unleash a, a crazy moonsault on top of Razor. What were your thoughts on this match, Butters? Yeah, I mean that was it was super duper quick. Uh, I'm glad that we got uh, Ziggy on the board now, and uh, it'd be interesting to see if maybe uh, you know her and Mikey end up having a match with the uh, the only two that have five hundred dollars. I'm all for Ziggy getting more matches. So yeah, uh, the the production picked up a very, very quick win. Could that be the quickest win and go for broke so far? Probably. Yeah, I don't even think the squashes. I think the squashes went a little longer. I think this one could have been the quickest. Yeah, I think most of those actually had people like fight back. This was literally like boom, boom, done. So I feel like this was. This had to be under thirty seconds. This had to be the quickest. I know tweeting it. Um, let me double check the difference. I have a two minute difference, but we're talking, it was so fucking quick. Like I tweeted it and then seconds later it was done. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, nothing really much else to say about that match. Uh, but what happened next butters? All right. So Kaplan, uh, saying he was upset that he didn't have a match and he'd just been sitting around and he threw a white claw, and Arthur stepped up and said, you know, somebody bought those for everyone. Kaplan asked who the hell he was, and Arthur responded that he was the strongest man in all the goddamn land. No accent this time for old Artie Mac, though, I noticed. Telling you, man, like, he's he's a, a mental time traveler. He's just all <laughs> over. And uh, He left his accent in the white claw can. <laughs> Kaplan, so- Kaplan asked him if he had any clothes on underneath the jacket, <laughs> which was great. <laughs> <laughs> he he didn't have a microscope oh my god i fucking love kaplan and i think when i had him on like he would uh have those kind of like one-liners like when it was me him frankie and uh carson so seeing it in like that fucking segment just had me dying fucking laughing and like it's up there for this episode just as much as i don't talk to sidekicks i i think Kaplan he he did some good he said some good things too he, he was you know he's you know i got myself in shape for this you know and I, i'm looking for you know he was looking for a fight and and that'll be good to see if they you know roll it into next week uh crd and and kaplan go at it i, I know kaplan's only been in the ring once so you know it's i think it's time for him to get back out there i was thinking the same thing about dom also that he wasn't that dom wasn't uh, only had one match. It's already episode four and guys are coming up the board. And of course, Dom then goes out there and wrestles. So I, I hope to see Kaplan get some more matches under his belt, you know, starting with next week. Yeah, I think we're going to see some more uh, people uh, like we haven't seen Tuan really since in a match. So I think we'll see him again probably next week. He's probably due for a match. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a handful of guys I think we're going to see next week. Uh might be able to start uh, kind of figuring out from who we haven't seen in the, the last two weeks. They're probably due for another uh, match uh, as time goes on. So that could be interesting. 
Riley Rose, he's due for another shot. Yeah, yeah, he is. Maybe, maybe it'll be Riley Rose and Twan Tucker. I don't know. Yeah, been a few weeks since we've seen Riley Rose. Uh, you know, first two episodes, and now we haven't seen him in two episodes. Mm-hmm. Yep. He just must not be hanging around backstage enough. <laughs> so in the middle of that happening, uh, we see Trey and PB cut through on their way to the ring, and uh, then we got a commercial. Which was, once again, great. The J-Lit 2019 commercial. I kind of hope they do more commercials like that. Maybe not necessarily doing the ECW style, because obviously with Filthy Tom Lawler, I, I get I get the reference. But just like, let's make some uh, commercials for some absolutions. You're just giving Steve Guy all kinds of extra work. He's going to hate you for that. I'd like to see them get some sponsors in there. There's a reason why some of these places, you know, that they that have worked with them for so long shouldn't sponsor some of these segments. Um, but... You know who knows? Uh, that's it's it's tough times, and 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 you know you can it's it's you know hoping for the best there for them. So I'm hoping that they get some sponsors in there to show you know to to back them up. But the uh, the uh, uh, the ECW style commercial that they do for that is is very cool. Well, I think what sucks is you know they had this nice stream of sponsors for the longest time. And then when COVID hit and, you know, they started to, we finally were, we're getting back around to getting stuff and, you know, we, Angelo's isn't there anymore and we're, you know, Pollyanna closed up shop last summer. So, I mean, a lot of the sponsors that you would think to see, uh, or, you know, that were constant sponsors of AIW just aren't there anymore. They've, they've really taken a hit uh, when it comes to sponsors. So I know they got that new one that was, that's going to supply some food, um, uh, for this upcoming uh, two shows uh, that they announced on the uh, cars going to change. So that's cool. Um, hopefully they get uh, some more because yeah. Be nice. It would be nice to see more of that. Yes. Maybe from the Ebtide treatment center. Nope. Not them. Not them. Um, what other, what other former sponsors did they have that? What happened to, uh, to Brunuts? Uh, that was, I think more of a location thing. Cause how close Brunuts was to Mount Carmel. Ah, okay. Now, like, I don't think it necessarily would make uh, much sense. Like, I don't, I'm not even, were they actually a sponsor? No, I mean, they did a, didn't they do an after party there once or a pre-party there? So I was just wondering if maybe they would poke their heads in, but you know, that's just, everybody has it tough right now. So who knows? Yeah, it was a, it was a pre-party because you could walk to, uh, Brunettes from Mount Carmel. Yeah, that's how, when I first, the first show I ever went to was at Gauntlet and we, we went to Brunettes first and then we walked over. Yeah, I was too crazy about keeping my spot in line, so I never went. Fun place. Beer and and donuts, real fun. Well, I've heard good things about the donuts. Like, everybody always talked about that, and everybody always talked about Happy Dog. Because the one uh, big thing for a Happy Dog is getting, uh, which I don't know exactly what the what it's called, but it's a hot dog with Fruit Loops on it. That's it. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> I mean, you can get a hot dog with like uh, spaghettios on it because that's what I did. So, just saying, they got they got a lot of their cool stuff there. Everybody talks about the Fruit Loops one. Like for spaghettios on hot dogs sounds fine, but like the idea of having the Fruit Loops uh, is is intriguing. I still want to try cinnamon toast crunch and apple juice. Because Alex Kane has talked about that a lot. That a cer- you mean e- eating your cereal with apple juice? Yeah. Huh. When you think about it, it makes sense. Like a lot of people just go like, oh, juice and milk. I mean, juice and cereal. Ugh, like that. That's gross. But apple juice and cinnamon toast crunch. So that apple cinnamon mix kind of makes sense. It's kind of like on drugs. That is what you're talking about right now. That's <laughs> goofy crackheads are coming up with this shit. Those things do not go together. Stop it. Did, it's like pizza and applesauce. Stop it. Did you get help? <laughs> did you did you tell that to uh, Alex Kane when you went, uh, interviewed him? I didn't say anything to Alex Kane like that because I respect that man. <laughs> <laughs> See how big that man is? He suplexes people my size like they're nothing. He's the one that talks about it. He is adamant about it and to me it makes sense and i I don't give a damn if people don't like uh uh, applesauce in pizza like to me i far should say pizza and applesauce i love it i don't eat a lot but it has a little bit of nostalgia for me but hey i'm not i'm not forcing everybody to fucking eat it but i think cinnamon toast crunch and apple juice sounds interesting those when you think about it they go together like i can understand not getting 
pizza and applesauce, but cinnamon and apple, like, duh. Uh, therapy is what y'all need. <laughs> uh, p- please tweet that at Alex Kane. Once again, <laughs> I will not do such a thing. I'll I'll, he, I'll I'll do it for you. Says. No, you won't. <laughs> I'm just, I'm Let's not upset anybody. What do you say? <laughs> it's a it's a it's a happy week. Let's not get anybody too upset. <laughs> uh, shit. Alex Kane's gonna show up on Thursday or Friday, and Chad's gonna be like, "Oh fuck." Well, then I'm going to have to get suplex because I'm going to tell him he's wrong and he's crazy, I guess. I don't know. All right. After the JLIT 2019 commercial, we then went into the main event. Philly Collins versus Trey Lamar. What were your thoughts on this, Jay Gold? So this is another one of those. Um, this is another one of those, you know, main event uh, the, the, you know, the the three or four main event style caliber matches. Um, I, I super excited to see these two guys go at it. Cause honestly, I don't ever see Philly wrestle a lot of singles matches. I've seen a lot of trailer more singles matches. Um, your tag champs, best way to, you know, showcase them. My, my problem is less with, you know, the match and more with the finish. Um, I was a little upset that the tag champs lost both guys lost tonight. Um, it was a great match. I mean, there's a Philly has a mean streak to him in the ring and he's got a smoothness to him that, you know, really works for him. He can, he's the, as we said before, when they showed his vignette and everything, he's the quintessential baby face, but also he take, he can be very serious in the ring. Not, not bad guy serious, but like intense the way you want it to be like, Hey, I'm rooting for this guy. I get to see this guy really you know, where he, he, he's going to go out there and he's going to give a hundred percent, you know, he doesn't take shortcuts. He's going to work really hard. And Philly really does that. I was a little disappointment, d- disappointed so far in the show, only that the tag champs have not won a match. And that's a problem. You know, they're your tag champs. Those guys technically shouldn't be losing regardless of who you're putting them up against. They're the tag champs. Um, so, you know, it, it it upset me that he lost in a story type of way, which is good. I mean, that's what you want. You you know, get that emotion. But the match itself was terrific. It was a great way to end the show, um, and it just it it solidified the card tonight, which was you know really really good of of all of all top quality matches. A few squashes in there, but top quality matches. And and for the wrestling fan of of technical wrestling, you had a a card that you could, you know, you could really sink your teeth into tonight. And the main event really solidified it. I mean, Thorn on commentary kind of gave you a reason why, you know, the tag team champions would lose because they're used to tag team competition and they're not necessarily used to the one-on-one competition. Yeah, that was a nice uh, point by him. And I think that that kind of makes sense. I mean, that's why they haven't been successful so far in singles matches. Uh I mean, yeah, obviously Trey and PB have been a team and stuff like that, but Trey also does a lot of singles wrestling, so so does PB. I mean, I mean, if you watch old wrestling, a lot of times a punishment that an evil GM would do to one of the wrestlers would be like, you're going to go one-on-one tonight with one of the tag team champions, and then the tag champs come out and beat you up. You know, like my only opinion on that is they're your tag champs, regardless of if they only tag together they have to be a top they have to be top level talent to even win the tag titles so if they're going to break off you know you, you, there's got to be a un, an understanding that your tag champs are also amazing wrestlers and they have to win um but that's such a nitpick on my part um you know i i love the match i get what they're doing with these guys uh so that's fine i like that the tag champs are in the go for broke you know, Bishop really is not in there looking for Biggins bucks. Um, so it's cool to see that your tag champs are going to go singles and, and, and try to win money to get into this tournament. Um, and that would be kind of intriguing to see the two guys wrestle each other, you know, as like a way to get money. Um, but I just, I just wanted to see that one of them win tonight. So, you know, just a small nitpick on that, but the match itself was terrific and the finish was great. Trey's lion tamer is sick. I've seen a lot of old wrestling shows and Teddy Roosevelt has done none of those things. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, how much has Teddy Roosevelt really done though? Are we talking about the president? 
<laughs> yeah, he's an old wrestling. Oh, you said you've watched you've watched a lot of old wrestling, so I I, fig- I figured you you knew about Teddy Roosevelt. I did not. I'm not uh, LaBelle and 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 Gotch and all those guys. I'm just talking about the 80s, maybe the early 90s. Just the setup there. Those 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 older fellas are a little bit out of my league. Oh, the the, the reference is still going over Jay Gold's head. Jay Gold, we're talking about old wrestling, the company. Oh, good lord. <laughs> All right, we'll edit that out in post. <laughs> this isn't yeah, just gonna have hands full with edits this week. <laughs> this isn't Pod Van Dam. <laughs> so if you're listening to this, it's Saturday because <laughs> it took <laughs> Justin five days to edit. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Hope you enjoyed the week in Cleveland. <laughs> no, don't take me that long. Uh, well, I, I, I think, um, I think it, it, you know, in general was it was a good way to end the show no vignettes so to end the week um this week it just kind of the show ended um at the pinfall so yeah. that was a, that was a different way they didn't give you anything to kind of chew on for next week except for some of the interactions that were going on uh during the during the episode but um nothing nothing uh no no marvel after credits no anything like that this week to kind of you know get your hype up there was no mephisto nope no, no mephisto, no mephisto. No Mephisto on this episode. Oh, we did get a new suit, though. <laughs> uh, no, uh, the this main event match, though, uh, I didn't really speak too much on it. It was really good. Uh, I really the, the length was like this was perfect for a main event. This actually felt like a main event. Uh, uh, everything flowed real well. And I think that this was probably my favorite match this week. More fishermen suplexes, please. Those the, are always fun. There might not have been a you know backstage thing to end it but we did get official confirmation during the match that pme versus bitcoin boys will be the main event next week yes yep he did uh he did announce that all right any uh final thoughts on this episode jay gold no i i it was a different episode this week it felt different um you know uh, i i watched it tonight almost like a a appetizer to thursday and friday of this week i love the the big profile the high profile matches i love that i love trying to figure out who could win the match when you put two guys against each other that when you put wes and marina when you put dom and Artie, you put um uh trey and and philly and duke and carson you you really any of those matchups could have gone the other way so i like wrestling when you can't predict who's going to win the match and I, I thought this week they did that really, really well. And it turns out that, you know, it, it was a great way to satisfy that wrestling itch for the for in the beginning. You know, Raw is terrible most of the time. Uh, NXT is OK. I don't watch AEW that much and, and I'm not going to watch SmackDown. So it was a great way to get some wrestling in uh, on a Tuesday night. Again, I love Tuesday nights at 10. It's the perfect slot for it and uh, gives me something to look forward to as we go into the week. How about you, Butters? Uh, another fun episode, and I want more. A man of many words. Uh, I, I really got not much to add to that. Kind of, kind of the same thing. I like, I like where we're going. I like what we're building, and um, always excited for next week's episode. Any final thoughts for last minute plugs before we go? Jay Gold. Nope. See you guys on Thursday. I really, uh, I look forward to, to everyone at the Odeon and and feeding off that energy. Um, and, uh, and look forward to seeing the guys really put on a great show, uh, Jay gold 12 on Twitter. And if, if anybody, if, when I see you at, at the Odeon and, and on the streets of Cleveland, I hope we can give each other hugs and, and enjoy the time. So, um, looking forward to it, fellas. Butters. Uh, so, so this week, if you see me at the shows, the password is Mephisto <laughs> and you can get some stickers. So if you see me at the shows, use the password Mephisto. And get some free stickers. Any That's other? All I got. You, do you want to throw your other IWTV plugs and blah blah blah? Yeah, yeah, I'll get all that in here. Okay, so also if you want to check out an interview on the way to the show after you get done listening to this and you still got some time in the car, I uh, just did an interview with Cabana Man Dan uh, that is available right now on IWTV Guide, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Charlie underscore Butters, and you can find my podcast on Twitter and Instagram at IWTV Guide. And of course, you can find myself on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, much like you can find this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, Twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. Email if you so choose a desire, wrestling cheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Like I said earlier in the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. Your Evelyn's in this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or Podbean, wrestling cheers.podbean.com. And you can find all the links for all the social media and every place you can find the show in our link tree in this episode's show notes. You can also check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, The Spanish Announce Table, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution Baby, The IndieCast, Sobros Network, Biff Radio, Off the Hop Rope, Game Marks Podcast, we like sports podcast, Powerbomb Jitsu, the Spotlight Series, Fully Posable, Doing the Favor, Positively Pro Wrestling, IWTV Guide, At Odds with Wrestling, Best in the World Podcast, Marks with Mikes, Dark Match Podcast, and Porch Talk. Check out our other non-podcasting friends such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, The Mystery Men, Redline Radio, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, VHS Party Tonight on Instagram. Happy Hour with Steve Guy, the co-host wrestling show, Good Company, Toy Hio, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, Russell Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially if we need a microscope. Later. <laughs> It's the wrestling cheers. Get up on your feet. Brighten in your day in the middle of the week. And yeah, you gotta love the show. Yeah, you know it holds a title for the best podcast. Talking wrestling in Ohio. Finishing a cold one. Take a load off. We ain't all about the prohibition like Josh. So we cheers. And then we sit back. Other shows are in the trash, kinda like they Nick Stapp. Like the name is Matt Justice, wearing all the gold. Wrestling Cheers is coming to a close. The number one podcast going in the game. And one day everybody's gonna know the name. It's the Wrestling Cheers. This is Platinum Max, signing off. Ohio, good night. The world, good night. We love you. We'll see you next week.